0: I think this is fascinating. And the answer to it is, of course, of course, like deep in our bones, we know this to be true. Let me say the quote again. It is literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things that you don't care about. Welcome to the Henny Flynn podcast, the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. So I'd like to give you a heads up on this episode. It is very possibly going to be one of those ones that turns into a little meander, uh, thought, flurry, flurry, or maybe that's not quite the right word. Uh, laying out of different thoughts and an exploration of them, looking at them from different angles, from fresh perspectives, maybe even, we never know. Um if this is not one of those episodes that I have written out almost like an essay and then shared with you, which sometimes I do do. Um, like the one from this season, uh, which was all about success, I realized after I had recorded it that actually it was almost an article in and of itself. So I ended up publishing it on LinkedIn. Um, but this one, um, this one, which is called Do You Care to Change? This is something that I'd like to explore without the use of notes um, and to really come into my body and out of my head and feel into what this topic says to me and there is a reason for that um, and in fact in that same episode on success I think it might have been episode six from this season 11 um, I talked about uh, the distinction between thinking from our head thinking from our heart or thinking from our horror this you know our deep inner wisdom and For me, this topic of how we care is also something that can engage our head, can engage our heart, or can engage our horror. And so um, I'd like to, yeah, take a little meander with you. So let's begin with the question that inspired the episode Do you care to change? Now, a question that I often ask people who uh, come to have discovery calls with me or or want to have a chat with me about how it could be to work together. A question I often ask, sometimes overtly, but always um, I check in with myself as to sort of what do I sense the answer might be from the person, is are they willing to change? Are they willing to think differently, to believe something other than the stories that have accompanied them all through their life to that point? And it feels to me that that relates really deeply with this question, do you care to change? Now, there was a quote um, that underpinned my interest in this topic and it's something I shared it on um On social media um, at the time, probably sometime in June, I think actually this year. So the quote itself might be familiar to you if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook and various other places, all those places we show up in the world when not in real life. Um, And the quote is, it is literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things that you don't care about. I think this is fascinating. And the answer to it is, of course, of course, like deep in our bones, we know this to be true. Let me say the quote again. It is literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things that you don't care about. You know, this statement feels so obvious, like the truest things often are. And it's a quote from Mary Helen Imordio Yang of the University of Southern California. And actually, I've got my biggest big brother to thank for sharing the quote with me. Um, he's someone uh, who um, liaises with her. They they work. They've done some work together he's um he's a very clever chap i have to say my biggest big brother um and he shared an article with me where he quoted her now this this concept that it's literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things that we don't care about if you're like me you'll see so many situations where that applies you know in school in jobs even um even books you know if we don't care about what's going on in a book about the characters in a book then our desire to finish reading that book is really limited um and so because we don't care about it it's impossible for us to think deeply about it and when we think about how that applies to school for example You know, if you're like most other people in the world, there will have been subjects at school that you were really engaged in, um, uh, maybe one, maybe two, maybe many subjects that you were really engaged in. But there will also have been one or two, maybe many that you just couldn't summon up the energy to think deeply about them. And the answer is that it's literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things we don't care about. So if a teacher or collective teachers haven't been able to access that part of us that could care about that topic, then the likelihood of us being able to apply ourselves to it are limited. Um, And the same with jobs as well. If we don't Care about what we're doing, then it can feel incredibly difficult to apply ourselves to it. And, you know, that could lead us down a whole load of thoughts around purpose, around um, having a sense of meaning in our work and why that's so important to engage us, to get us to expend the energy and commitment and investment. Um, that our work might demand from us but if we don't care about it it's very very hard for us to do that and so that's why so many organisations particularly these days are investing so hugely in trying to establish what their sense of purpose is Um, oh gosh that takes us down a whole other channel of thought because with my background in brand I'm also... um, Mm, appropriately cynical about some of those um, efforts from some organisations. However, I do also see that there are many businesses that are really, really trying to develop a deep sense of purpose in what they do. So let's not be cynical about everybody. Um, And so with this insight, with this ability to look outside of us and see all of these places where caring deeply is the thing that enables us to think deeply then we can also see that to be able to think deeply about ourselves and create change in our lives we have to care about ourselves and without that it's impossible to maintain our motivation for change and and for me I think this speaks like with an enormous loud hailer about why the truth of what I see to be true um, feels so incredibly sort of resonant, so incredibly truthful. There's a lot of truths and truths in there. I'm not sure if that quite makes sense, but you know what I mean. But that all change begins with self-compassion. Because with self-compassion, we learn how to care deeply about ourselves. And once we care deeply about ourselves, we're then far more able to think deeply about ourselves and to be able to see beyond um, what might have been like the surface layer of how we've been living our lives and actually get underneath that. And really look at our motivators, our drivers, our limiting beliefs, the stuff that's been holding us back and the stuff that has really supported us, the successful strategies we've put in place and to be able to see where we might pay the kindest attention and explore even more fully in order to understand how we can continue to grow and develop and step into the rest of our lives in a way that feels even more powerful for us. So when we care about something, we can think deeply about it. And when we care about ourselves, we can create deep change. And I see this same appetite for self-awareness and this desire to develop greater compassion in my clients like I was saying and and it's a really powerful part of why I love my work and intrinsic within that is it's where I get my meaning it's where I get my sense of purpose because I care so deeply about the people that I work with that I'm really able to think deeply about them so we can see this this idea playing out in so many ways and I'm sure if you consider the aspects of your life where the places where you are really willing and energized to pay deep attention maybe your children or loved ones or family members or friends or, you know, maybe there's a charity that you do some volunteer work for or maybe it's the work that you do um, for paid employment. When you have that sense of caring, then you can apply yourself and apply that incredible, beautiful mind that you have. And of course, the reverse is also true. If that changes, if the thing that was really driving your sense of deep care shifts, then it is so staggering how quickly our appetite for investing that energy, that attention can shift to. Now I see this, I see this often. And in fact, there are a number of people in my mind right now who I have noticed where they, their love for what they do has fallen off the edge of a cliff because something about, for example, where they work has changed so dramatically that the essence of the thing that they most cared about has disappeared. And so it's become impossible for them to to be able to reignite that energy and attention that had been driving them for so long. Um, and it may be as I say that that you can look back across your own life and see where something suddenly shifted for you and maybe at the time you didn't know why now over the years I've come to understand that when I love my work I feel more connected with my true self and I'm better able to connect with others too and, and so seeing where we can create this, this connection, this sense of caring um, can be a really powerful thing in helping us connect with other people. That sounded a bit woolly. I might need to have a little think about that thought. Um, but I think it's true. Uh, I just might not have explained it very well. Anyway, I am fascinated with how we can deepen this understanding of ourselves and others in a way that feels really relevant in our everyday lives. And and actually, to be honest, this is really what practical compassion is about. It's about finding those really practical ways that we can create this sense of connection Um with ourselves, with those different parts of ourselves so that we can feel as though the attention that we're giving is going into the right place because we get this um, almost this virtuous circle of care and attention and attention and care does that make sense Um, I really hope so. (laughs) I'm curious about what's going to happen when I listen back to this episode. Might just be a great big burble. Who knows? Um, so there was something else. Oh yeah. So this thing about caring, um, from the head versus caring from the heart or caring from the hara, from that place of deep wisdom in the belly. Something happened this weekend, um, Where we were talking about um, the importance, actually this is going to sound a bit counterintuitive, but the importance of not caring, not caring what other people think, not caring um, from our head, but caring from our heart or even better caring from, from our hara. And by that, I mean that we spend so much energy or expend so much energy um, thinking about what we care about that actually it can obscure what's really going on. We can get caught up in double guessing um what someone else is thinking, what someone else is feeling about something that that we've done or we've said or um someone else has said or done. Um, and we come up into our brain, we come up into our mind and we get ourselves tangled in a whole series of knots, almost like a like an like an impossible game of chess where we're trying to think 10, 20, 30 moves ahead trying to to um, work out um, how to mitigate or or sort of limit um, the possible negative impact of something whereas the actual impact of that is we disappear up into our head which actually separates us from the other people around us. Um, even though we we might be doing it from a good place, from a place of caring about them, but actually, if we can let that go, if we can let all that thinking and rumination and, and hypothesizing and judgment and um, assumptions, if we can let all of that go, and just slip down into our heart and feel the care that we have, it bypasses so much in a really positive way because it means that we can get much more in touch with our own feelings rather than... um, maybe second-guessing how the other person thinks that we ought to be feeling and, and blah, 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 blah. But coming down into our heart and really, really accessing what we're feeling. And then slipping even further down inside the body, into our belly, into our hara, and feeling the depth and breadth of the situation. But when we do that, it does this wondrous thing that it also enables us to have a sense of perspective. We start to see the bigger picture. Whereas when we're up in the mind all we can see is the tiny detail, actually it narrows our thinking, it narrows our ability to problem solve effectively because our thinking becomes very very focused. We slip into the into the uh, the the narrowed thinking. Whereas when we're down in this sort of deep, reflective, um, feeling place, our ability to see what's going on, to feel what's going on, becomes much broader and we get a much wider perspective on what's happening. And so in that sense, we actually can care far more deeply about the people around us. And... This applies to the whole concept of change too. So I called this episode, Do You Care to Change? Now when we're right up in the top of our head and we're thinking about changes we need to make in our life, often they're very mm, single layer changes. I don't want to be too... I don't want to sound judgmental about this, but often they're they're single layer changes. So they might be, we might be stuck on this kind of outer edge of ourselves. So often they're things like, I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. um, I want to uh, get another job. I want to earn more money. I want to, um, what else? Um, I want to get a partner. Now, None of these are bad in any way. There is no judgment here at all. But they're often things that come from the mind. The mind likes to have a really quick, easy, you know, instantaneous, instant gratification answer. And so it thinks, right, if I put that thing in place, if I do that change, then I'll be okay. But when we come down into the heart and we ask, well, what is it that we really Seek? What is it that our heart is saying we are looking for? It might be something very different. It might be connection with others. It might be um, understanding ourselves. It might be um, changing patterns that have accompanied us throughout our life. You know, this is when we come out of that that single point of focus thinking and we come down into this broader and deeper way of exploring the changes that we might want to make in our lives. And then when we come really deep down into the Hara, into this place of deep wise wisdom, actually, very often, the answer is that what we're really seeking is love. And... We begin to understand that it's not something that we will attain from the external world. It's actually something that we can work on developing and accessing and growing and enjoying within our internal world. Gosh. It's very interesting doing these episodes, you know, starting with a few, and I really mean a few <laughs> words on a page, a wonderful quote and and a sense that it's something that could be interesting to explore. Um, yeah, it's a bit like journaling with with the voice. <laughs> That's exactly... <laughs> that is exactly what it is it's journaling with the voice so um uh lucky you <laughs> getting to listen to that I'm so sorry really hope it made sense do let me know if it didn't um and uh or let me know if it did uh either way i'd love to hear from you and I'm going to leave you again with that quote, because I honestly think it's so brilliant, and when we apply it, look across your life, you know just look at the things that you that you are willing to think about and see how much you care about them and and then look at the things that you just don't want to pay any attention to and see how much you care about that and it can be a brilliant thing if you notice that you're um saying or oh, I really should do something or I ought to do something or I must do something but you've just got no energy for it ask yourself how much do I care about it and if you really don't care about it but it's something that it would benefit you to care about then maybe look at it from some different perspectives and see well how could I care about it in a different way What? How could I reframe it in such a way that I can activate my care and therefore I can be more willing to pay more attention to it? That can be a really fantastic thing, by the way. Um, It's a brilliant tool if you've fallen out of love with something that you do at work, for example, and... Just to ask yourself, how could I reframe this so I could care about it more deeply can be incredibly powerful. So I'll leave that with you. That's a great journaling prompt as well, I think. So the quote, one last time, is from Mary Helen Immordio Yang of the University of Southern California. It is literally neurobiologically impossible to think deeply about things that you don't care about. And the opposite of that, of course, is true, that when we care about things, we are able to think deeply about them. So, I'm thinking deeply about you. (laughs) And I send you a hug and a wave.